Hello. <laughs> I feel so bad for the people that are using earphones. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to today's Baking a Mystery, Baking a Murder. If you guys are listening to the visuals, if you're listening to what the, the heck? If you're watching the visuals on either YouTube or Spotify, hello, welcome. Or if you guys are just listening to the audio, I am so sorry about your ears earlier. I'm gonna try to keep it low key. I'm gonna try to keep it relaxing on this commute that you might be on. But for today's Baking a Mystery, we are talking about the movie called The Wave. This is one of those cult classic movies. <gasps> Maybe I shouldn't say cult classic movie. You'll find out why, but it is a 2008 movie, a German movie that you can find on Amazon and YouTube. And it is, uh, it's really good. It's intense, but there's a lot of psychology involved and we are gonna be talking about that. And we're not baking today. We are actually wrapping Christmas presents. These are uh, my family's Christmas presents for this year. So <laughs> I got somebody a cup with my face on Yay. it. I think it's beautiful. This is me when I was, I don't know, six. Beautiful. And then we also have a container of used lime juice. There is still lime juice in here, so we have to be very careful. It's a very luxurious gift. We have a banana. That's it's, already peeling. Oh, it's peeling. <laughs> it's organic. It's authentic. It's non-GMO. We also have this apple that I know is not non-GMO just by the sheer size of it. Mm. It's bulked up. We also big. have this Korean pot that my mom bought me. I'm re-gifting it. Yeah, I know. And then inside of this Starbucks cup, we have a raw egg. Woo! So Dan Dan and I are going to rock, paper, scissors, shoot to see who's going to pick the first. <gasps> Can we get the cup back? So they're choosing which one they're going to wrap. So they're going to choose Apple. the easiest. Then they choose the apple. I choose you my cup. Really? Wow. Yes. All right. Okay. Bye. <laughs> At this point, just go for the egg, there, there. Egg. Okay. Are I'm you kidding. serious? No, you I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Egg. I'm going for banana. <laughs> okay. Really? Kai bai bo. Kai bai bo. Kai bai bo. What the? I took a <laughs> I really want to win. I really want to win. Okay, Kaiba. Okay, think about it. This is so hard to wrap. It, it is really hard. It is hard? Yeah. Okay, then it must be easy. No, go for the egg. It no! Just do <laughs> 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 oh, the opposite of what Stephanie says. Honey! Okay, so I'm going to be the grater. The best ones are the ones that you wrap it so well that it's impossible for people not to know what's inside. Not oh. to know? Yeah. This is the story about how a teacher was able to brainwash an entire town in five days. <laughs> it got what? dark. Yeah, can you imagine? How do you feel about that? Is What's that the vibe? Exactly. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to start with the egg because I think once you tackle the hardest thing first, anything is possible from that point forward. It's going to be like a box so that no one will know. You want people to know. You have to wrap it into a perfect banana oh, shape. Oh, they want. Okay, okay. I thought it was like a surprise. There's a teacher by the name of Rainer Wagner. I'm definitely saying that wrong. I just saw my life and my career flash before my eyes if I'm being perfectly honest with you. There is a teacher by the name of Rainer Wagner. W. We're gonna okay. call him Mr. W. We're gonna call him Professor W actually for the rest of today's video. And he works at a local high school with Mrs. W, another professor. She's a teacher there. And They're both Ws? 
Yeah, they're both Mr. and Mrs. W. Are they married? Yeah, they're married. <laughs> oh, okay, of course, sorry, of bad. course. <laughs> they're married. Okay, they're both winning in life. They're married. I have a tube. Like, look at what Dan is doing. Pretty smart, huh? It's and then, deal. like, once I get this egg done, I won't feel the competitive drive anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? The oh, hunger, okay. the drive. How do the lyrics go? It's about the power, it's about the hunger, it's about the drive. <laughs> wow. Bro, I don't know. <laughs> you guys suck. How you won everything. There's like single. a million different ways to wrap these, but you guys choose the worst ways. <laughs> what is Stephanie doing? It's not a dumpling. Just, hey, oh, uh, this broke? You just broke the gift and then you hey, just broke the item. They, they will never know. You can't alter the item. <laughs> Honey, it's not a shallow bow. <laughs> what, 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 I thought you were a great rapper, honey. I meant the lyrical genius that I am. Rainer and his wife, Professor W and his wife, they both work at the local high school, and you're probably thinking, well, then why the hell are you calling him professor? There's a reason for everything. Now, the whole thing with Rainer is that he's upset with the fact that he has to teach the autocracy class. There's something called Project Week at this high school, which means for an entire week, all of the students have to choose an extra class that they're gonna take, and it's not necessarily history, it is an educational class, but it's specializing in something. And I think it was like government week. So they're they're taking different classes for different forms of government, right? Mm -hmm. And you can sign up for whatever class that you're interested in. So Professor W is really upset that he is going to be leading the autocracy class. Autocracy is essentially when one person rules over the nation without any checks or balances, meaning AKA a dictatorship. Mm -hmm. So think of, uh, you know, North Korea, think of those things. And this is really annoying for Professor W because at heart and his whole message, his whole branding to himself is that he's an anarchist, which an anarchist, they have a very, very bad reputation and uh, typically it's not really justified, I think. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get political, but essentially an anarchist at the root of how they feel is they wish that there was no government. They wish that there was no governing body. Instead, anything that needed to be done by a group of people that benefits the rest of the community would be as a volunteer basis. So they're kind of thinking, uh, I guess maybe what a lot of people are wishing for now, like capitalism, the government, I wish we could just try to like coexist, like a co-op, like a giant co-op. That's kind of uh, their core beliefs. So he wants to teach the anarchy class because he's an anarchist. But the principal doesn't let him because he has been known for a reputation of being a little bit crazy. So for example, last year, he taught the anarchy class and he taught the kids how to make Molotov cocktails, which are essentially homemade bombs, like fire alcohol containers that you throw in protest, which I guess is not a protest, it's like a riot, right? Uh -huh. So uh, he was teaching them how to make Molotov cocktails. And he said, well, hypothetically I was, but I wasn't actually like mixing it in front of the students. It wasn't like a chem class, you know? So he gets stuck with autocracy. And all of the students, you know, a lot of them sign up for his class because they truly believe he's the water polo coach. There's no way he's gonna be that strict. I mean, look at all the other teachers teaching all the other classes. They're like history teachers, math teachers. This is the water polo coach. He's gonna have the most relaxed class, you know? And he's kinda cool. He lets the students call him by his first name. They call him Rainer. Mm -hmm. So they all sign up for his class. They all kinda shuffle in and he sits everyone down and they're all like, hey Rainer, what's poppin'? How you doing, Rainer? And it's just, I wouldn't say that the students are disrespectful towards him, but I will say that they're 
a lot more comfortable with him. They treat him like a friend.、Mm. So he sits him down and he says, "Okay, guys, let's talk about it. What is notocracy?" And it starts some, you know, little bit of conversation between the students, and it all kind of. I do want to preface this by saying that the movie is German. Trigger warning: there's a lot of talk of Nazis, Hitler, and the Holocaust. So the main thing that he's just saying is, "What is an autocracy?" And everyone's like, "Well, we have experienced that in Germany. We know exactly what that is—a dictatorship. We know what it was like. We learn about it to this day." And that sparks a conversation amongst the students. Some students are saying, "Well, we shouldn't feel guilty about it because we weren't even alive then." Or some were saying, "Well, it wasn't like us doing anything. Like if that happened today, we wouldn't have joined the Nazis. We're not evil people." Some people are saying that the country just needs to move on and get away from its past.、Some Some people are saying, "Well, it's not even my responsibility because I'm an immigrant. I had nothing to do with Germany's history with that." So I think that we have very similar conversations in the United States about like slavery and stuff. Not to compare the two, but just to give some context and some, you know, I guess relatability to that. So they're talking about that, and I think the main undertone that Professor W is picking up from these kids is that they firmly believe that a dictatorship. Is impossible to achieve in a country like Germany because of its history, because of its past, because of how it's so prevalent in everybody's minds. I mean, it's something that will always be with the country in some way, shape, or form. It's not history that you want to forget because think of all the lives lost and tortured. So it's it's just something that's there. So how can they fall into another dictatorship? And he's just so upset. Professor W is so upset. Because that's just not how life works. That's not how psychology works. That's just not how humans work. But how can he really teach the students that? You know what is like a very easy gift, but seems so thoughtful. This is literally what you want. You don't want to spend a million years looking for a thoughtful gift, but you want one that packs a punch, that makes the receiver feel like, wait a minute, this person is so sweet. Or if you're like me and you're decorating your house still, let me tell you about FrameBridge. They are the best way to frame practically anything in your house. When we moved, we had a bunch of these giant prints that we wanted to frame, and we were looking up local frame people and. All of these people had astronomical prices, or I had to go into store multiple times and pick out a frame, and then bring my print, and then and it was a whole process. But with FrameBridge, it's so simple. Let's say you have a picture of you and your best friend on your phone, and maybe you're like me, and your friends don't live in the same state as you. You can go to FrameBridge.com, upload that cute photo that you guys have. You can choose a frame that perfectly fits it. Whether you want to go modern, whether you want to have a little bit more like unique details on the frame, you can even consult with FrameBridge's. Experts, so that they can tell you, oh, for this type of you know bedroom, we recommend this type of frame. I think it'll go well with this type of style, and you can have that frame shipped directly to the recipient. Let's say you got Grandpa Mango's prints. FrameBridge is what I recommend to frame it in. It's so easy. And if you're like me, you've got a physical print at home. They will send you a packing tube, like one of those high-quality packing tubes. You slip your print in. It's already pre-labeled. You set it outside your front door, and when they're done framing it, they will ship you the finished product. And they're really affordable. A handcrafted, personalized gift starts at just thirty-nine dollars, and all shipping is free. And if you guys are listening to this right now, you can actually get fifteen percent. Off your first order at FrameBridge when you use the code BAM. And if you live in New York, DC, Atlanta, Philly, Boston, and Chicago, you can actually go to the in-store location to see the frames in person. Get started today. Go frame something that you love, or send someone the perfect gift. If you go to FrameBridge.com, 
and use promo code BAM, you can save an additional 15% off your first order. That's framebridge.com promo code BAM. Professor W is obviously upset by this. I mean, he's kind of flabbergasted. <laughs> That's a big word, Stephanie. Oh, wow. And the high school students are exactly what you would imagine. In their off time, they go to underage drinking parties and they get up onto tables with empty liquor bottles and use a liquor bottle and pretend that it is their roll of wrapping paper and they jerk it off. Okay, they just be making some movements on top of a table and then they'll hop down and enter in some deep philosophical questions like, what's the point, you know? Our generation, we just don't have anything that unites us. Nothing even means anything anymore. Like, they're literally on top of tables doing that crazy nonsense, mm. but also having these philosophical questions, these, you know, deep talks with each other. There's also a guy by the name of Tim, and Tim is kind of sad because his whole thing is he just wants to be loved. Like, he literally just wants friends to the point where he's stealing prescription pills from his parents' medicine cabinet and giving it to the mean jerks for free. He's not even selling it. He's like, for you guys, they're free. Oh and they're like, oh <laughs> thanks. God. And they all kind of, you know, poke fun at him. They think he's a loser for giving it to them for free, but he genuinely just wants to fit in somewhere. So that's kind of like some context to this group of kids. There's another couple that they kind of focus on. Her name is Caro and his name is Marco. So they're a couple. The whole relationship is based off the fact that Caro comes from kind of a looser family in terms of, you know, they're very freedom focused. They want her to be crazy. They like her to dress wild. They don't mind that they cuss each other out. One of those types of families. And he comes from a single parent household and his mom is obsessed with finding high school boys to sleep with, bringing them home and sleeping with them. So his classmates. His classmates. That's so weird. So he just doesn't have a good family life and she has amazing parents and he genuinely loves hanging out with her parents and she does not. She thinks they're lame, she hates them, but he genuinely likes spending time with them. Like he likes them a lot. So this is everybody in the autocracy class. There's a couple of bullies. There's another guy by the name of Kevin. Kevin is an ass. Kevin, Kevin's dad has a BMW, a Mercedes, a Range Rover. They have so much money and Kevin is exactly what you would imagine a kid that's 16 and driving a Range Rover to act like. Ah. Just a little too much, you know? Like, what's going on over here? So they're all in the autocracy class and they all keep saying, we can never be in a dictatorship again. It just doesn't make sense. We are, after all, Germany. So Professor W kicks them out of the class for 10 minutes and when they get back, he has rearranged the seating. So he has everyone sit in their new assigned seats and uh, he's gonna rearrange the seating multiple times throughout, but this way, none of the friends are together. It's kind of just mixed up. Everybody's split up. That's what we did growing up. They rearranged the seat and then every year, they rearrange it so it's like the most exciting beginning of the year you're just seeing who you're sitting next to mm -hmm. and usually it's a boy and a girl oh <laughs> so you're like oh i like oh. that so you're like what huh so you're like what no i was unlucky like, so, so you, every year you got not your type no nah. are you What's lying your type? stephanie i was hoping stephanie <laughs> would be next to me but i was in america Yo, yeah. she was in america though. i know but i was still hoping yeah i mean one can dream 
Professor W asks for the class to have fun this week. You know, you're only in this class for one week. Why don't we just get crazy with it? Why don't we have our own dictatorship? And they're all kind of scoffing, but they're all thinking, you know what, what the hell? Like that sounds more fun than just being in this class and literally reading out of a textbook, writing essays. This is gonna be amazing, right? So they all agree, yes we shall be in a dictatorship. And he says, well, what are the key principles of a dictatorship? Surveillance, control, discipline. Yes, that makes sense. An ideology, something to stand behind. Again, that makes sense, but what else? I guess a leader. So they all decide to vote on who will be the leader of their dictatorship, which honestly, that sounds like a democracy to me, but they decide, right? So they all start taking votes, and most of the students, they're kind of confused by this. They just want an easy class, so they all choose Professor W to be the dictator, because they're like, I guess it makes sense, you're the teacher, whatever, let's just go with it. So he gets the most vote. The only student who's upset by this is, you guessed it, mother freaking Range Rover Kevin. Oh. Range Rover Kevin is like, why can't I be the dictator? I have the most money. Of course he says you know? that. <laughs> Why can't I be the dictator? And everyone's like, because nobody likes you, Kevin. You're a Luther. Okay? He's actually a popular kid, but he's a bully. So most of the kids don't like him. Good. You can't be the dictator, Kevin. You can't even like legally drink. So they're all kind of making fun of him. And he gets upset and he storms out of the class. He even gets his two minions. One of them is named Bomber because he's a bully. So he gets his two minions and he's like, you, better, you guys better come with me. You guys better follow me. Let's go. So they walk out. Professor W just watches them. He doesn't stop them. He doesn't call the principal. Nothing. He lets them walk out and they head to his Range Rover. And he's like, get in, guys. Let's go racing on the highway. Well, this guys... round, so far, Stephanie's doing so much better. And Dana's doing something I'm not sure of. Okay. Wow. Okay. That comes pretty good. Thank wow. you. So uh, he says, let's go racing on the highway like cool kids. And his two friends are about to open that car door, that Range Rover door, but they think to themselves, wait, we can't. We'll literally flunk out of class and that's a big deal for us and we really need to go to school because our parents are gonna kill us if we don't graduate. Like, can you imagine? We're gonna be too old than our class and we gotta go. So the two minions head back to class and Kevin is extra pissed off by this. So he heads into the Range Rover by himself to race by himself, okay? The two kids go back to the class and Professor W is very graceful. He's not like a regular teacher who's like, nope, you guys reap what you sow, get out of here. I'm flunking you. He just welcomes them back. He also says anybody else that is comfortable with this week's experiment, you, your attendance is voluntary. I'm not gonna flunk you. You literally just don't have to come. What? So all of this is kind of intriguing the kids. Like but that's it's, yeah. Huh. It's okay. kind of intriguing the students and they want to be a part of this experiment because it just sounds weird. Sounds it like just, a game. Yeah, it sounds like a game, like just bizarre, right? Mm -hmm. So um, they start talking about what else is important in a dictatorship. So he starts talking about from now on when you guys speak, you can only get permission from me first before you speak and you must talk standing up. You cannot talk in your seat anymore. And I think the way that he does this is fascinating. He doesn't just say, you can't talk when you're sitting down, you have to stand up. Instead, he says it's also good for your mental health, you know, because it improves circulation, it just gets you your blood pumping, it'll be better, it'll be better for you. And all these kids start standing up and they do say, oh, I do feel a little bit better. He teaches them how to sit correctly 
actually that's better for their breathing. You know, I was shocked up, yes. that in America, you don't have to stand up to speak. It seems a little disrespectful. Just. But what if there's mobility issues? Well, obviously, we're not talking <laughs> okay, about sorry, that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was just voicing what I would think would be in the comments. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. No. But no, obviously, <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you're able-bodied, It's like if the yes. teacher is standing, but yes. you're like sitting down talking. Don't you seem, see, think that's a little disrespectful? Huh. I guess it's like depends on the perspective of people. Yeah. Like, yeah. In, like, don't you think? Like, like imagine like at work. Oh, that's also a thing at work. Do people stand up to talk to your boss? Like in a meeting? What? No, if the boss walk up to your desk and no. start talking to you. No. Like vice president of the company. I, I think you should. Yeah, I know. I noticed like in America, most a lot of them probably won't. I think you should, but I'm really excessive and I make people uncomfortable. I mean, imagine a boss standing up and you're talking. No, I think if they're down. trying to like hold your hand, not hold your. Hand. A what? <laughs> what kind of boss is it? If they're trying to like shake your hand, uh -huh. then obviously you need to stand up, right? right? Or if you're being introduced for the first time. Mm -hmm. But I think if our, my boss were to walk by and say, "Hey, Stephanie, let's talk about that one project," I think it'd be weird for me to be. Like, I think that's the least you could do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Think so. Yeah, so yeah. you're saying they finally start to standing up, start stand, standing up? Yeah, so they start standing wow. up anytime that they have a question. And honestly, they don't even seem like they're upset by this. It's done in a way where Professor W phrases it as it'll be fun. It doesn't even seem like he's ego tripping. The kids are enjoying it. They start talking more uh, confidently. So, for example, a girl named Named Lisa, she was asked to stand, and they asked her what kind of social conditions are perfect for an autocracy. And she said, "Well, I, I, I guess like, like maybe maybe social differences, maybe class issues, maybe other things." And he said, "No, no, no Lisa, sit down." Think about it, and I want you to answer with confidence and only short and direct answers. So she sits down, she thinks about it, and she stands up and says, "Social injustice, high unemployment." And he says, "Very good, Lisa." And she feels really proud of herself. Like you can start seeing, like all the students feel very content. They maybe their confidence is going up. They kind of like this setup. It's kind of, it's kind of nice. You know, you don't have all the bullies in the back laughing and snickering. When you stand up and talk, mm -hmm. everybody just seems all attentive to the class. They're just there to listen and experience this weird experiment that Professor W is holding. That's so good. Oh, that is pretty give good. them a tour. I can't believe you wrapped the cup. I'm actually gonna put this under the tree. Who should I give this to? Your sister. I stole it from <laughs> my sister's house. <laughs> give give us, give, give that will make it funny. Just give yeah, it back. That would make it funny. I give it back to her. <laughs> so I need them to know it's a pot. Oh my god, then they got an ornament. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone will know this is an apple. <laughs> what are you doing? I need it to be apparent that it's a pot. Dang. Mm -hmm. The technique. Wow. What is that? A pot lid. Oh. oh so you're doing separately. Yeah. The attention to details. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give like, this to my mom because she's the one that gifted this to me from Korea. <laughs> Come on, try harder. What are you doing? I mean, I'm trying, but it's really hard. What the hell is that? I'm okay, Ben. Yeah, me. Where are you going? Nowhere. Honey? Yeah. Is it that serious? 
So Monday's class ends, and Professor W even tells the kids, once the class is over, you can go back to calling me Rainer. Like, you don't have to call me Professor W this whole time. And afterwards, all of them giggle at him. They cheekily say, yes, sir, Professor W. So it just seems all in lighthearted fun. The kids go home, and I guess when you're in high school, really nothing eventful happens because they just want to talk about this whole thing with their parents. Some of the kids are really ecstatic, such as Tim. He thinks that this is so fun. I mean, it's crazy. Think about it. He even taught us how to sit right. I do feel like my posture is getting better. I feel like standing up is really great and he split us up so there's no clicks in class. I mean, I mean, isn't that kind of fascinating? The way that he's teaching class is so cool. Some of the other students go home and they say, I don't know, it's just a little weird. Like, mom, you don't think that's weird? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, like, I'll just go along with it because... It's better than like reading out of a textbook, but he's always been a weird teacher, right? Some of the other kids, they're a bit more skeptical, and Caro is one of them. Remember the girlfriend with the very fun-loving parents? Mm -hmm. She just feels like there was some bizarre energy. She just did not like it. The whole thing was strange. So she's upset by this, and her mom's telling her, Brett, loosen up. It's not that serious. And is that what you wore to school today? You look like a nun. That's what her mom tells her. (laughs) So her, like just a regular shirt. So her mom is incredibly, you know, wants her to be free spirited, I guess. Wow, that is really neat. What just dropped? My earring fell off. Oh my god. You know what I always thought too? Tape. Did you guys ever put your fingerprints on here? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, with the pencil too? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that how they get your finger tape? Anyway, I'm just saying, every time I give a, a piece of gift, am I not just giving my fingerprint all over Actually, the tape? you're right. You're right. DNA? You're right. Yeah, my skin yeah. cells. And every time you send a letter, when you lick the letter, I don't that's like your it. DNA. Come on. Hey guys, what do you think this looks like to you? Um, UFO. (laughs) You win some and you learn some. Can I get the lotion? I think I finally understand the truth of you win some and you lose some. Good luck. Because I think I won this, but I have lost my finger skin (laughs) in the process. (laughs) (sighs) Honey, I don't think I can finish this. That's okay, you won. (laughs) Excuse me? Why does yours look so inappropriate? What What does this look like to you, Stephanie? (laughs) Like a butt plug! This is truly the best. It's a holly jolly Christmas. Wow. Okay, so do you guys want to take a guess in the comments what this one is? What do you think this one is? Didn't they see what we for sure. (laughs) A dumpling? This, this is for sure, banana. For sure, suspicious. <laughs> it's so squishy. The next day, Professor W shows up in class, and guess what? The kids are all there waiting for him, sitting at their respective desks. And right when he walks in, they all say, "Good morning, Professor W." So I mean, this is kind of wild. He thinks that they're turning into a cult, but they all start laughing at him. So he realizes, no, the school and the class are not turning into a cult or a dictatorship. These kids are poking fun at him. You know, they're being nice but it's like you know all in good humor all in good fun so he has them all sit down and he starts asking them well what else do we know about dictatorships what do we need an ideology what else unites us unity discipline these things are all power so he rearranges their seats again and this time you can clearly tell that not only did he break up all of the cliques again but he had put one smart person next to a not so smart person like a not so high grade Achiever. That's what we do. Really? Yes. In China? 
Yeah. Really? Okay, yeah, but not for the, the reason, same reason, I think. The reason is because they want the smart kids to help the other kid. Which one were you? The smart one, duh. Duh. Why did I even ask? Duh. He has a smart person next to a not so smart person. And he says the reason is because in this class, mm -hmm. copying is allowed. You can copy the other person's work, their What? homework, their pop quiz answers, everything. Mm -hmm. And all of the smart kids, of course, they start getting upset. They're no. like, what are you talking about? That's not un that's so unfair. I mean, they're not even studying. I'm the one that's working hard. And he says, no, no, no. Remember, unity is key. I don't care what you do as long as the greater majority profit, as long as the greater majority get better grades, even if that means that they're not really learning the material. Yeah. What? So technically, he just wants them all to like be good on paper, if that makes sense. So it raises their uh, dictatorship better. So that's what he says. And of course, all the smart kids, they're upset. All the not so smart kids, they're excited. They're stoked. And he says, okay, everybody stand up. Before you guys start complaining, stand up. I want you to lift your left foot, slam it down like a march. Right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Come on more. We're going to keep doing this until you guys are in sync with each other. Come on. Right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right, left, right, left, right. And the kid, and he's saying, you see that? Do you feel that? There's beauty in unity. There's magic in becoming one. A rhythm like this, so powerful, so in unison, can collapse bridges. You are unstoppable. Right, left, right, left. We're gonna keep going until we're all in sync. And of course, the students at this point, they're getting a little tired and they say, Professor, we get it. We get it. Can we please sit down now? And he says, no, no, no. Because that's not the only reason we're doing this. Hmm? The anarchy class is downstairs. The fucking anarchists are downstairs. They're our enemy. We're an autocracy. We want one ruler all the power. They want no rulers, no power, no government. They are our enemy. We want the ceiling to collapse on the anarchists. So now the kids are thinking about all their fellow classmates that are sitting in a boring class while they're stomping. So they get excited and they stomp harder and they stomp longer. Mr. W even has them sit down and suggests that starting tomorrow, starting Wednesday, why don't we all come to class wearing uniforms? Because remember, unity is key. Now, some of the kids, they kind of have a little bit of complaints about this. Some say, well, that takes away all individuality. And he says, well, it's just clothing. Sure, you could say it's individuality, but you don't have to sleep in them. A lot of people have uniforms. Businesses have uniforms. You go to McDonald's, they're typically in a uniform. So it's not weird. It's just an outfit. Then some kids say, but my style is not like everybody else's. And he says, well, you're kind of wearing a uniform. How you dress is kind of determining the social clique that you hang out with. If you dress preppy, maybe you hang out with the preppier kids. If you dress uh, more alternative, maybe that's the group that you belong to. So yes, your clothes right now, they could technically be considered a uniform of itself. Mm. And some mm. kids say, well, that's, what if we don't have the money? Well, that's why we've got to pick something cheap. So why doesn't everyone go home and everybody has blue jeans and a simple white button-up shirt? One of the kids says, I don't have that. And you can tell he dresses like he never wore a white button-up shirt. So he says, I don't have that. And another kid, a bully, 
stands up. Bomber. Remember the bully mm-hmm. that was friends with Kevin? He says, uh, I have two. I could bring you one. Okay, perfect. So mm. some of the kids, they go home and they start talking to their families about it and they like it. Some of them are saying, I don't have to think about what I got to wear anymore. And now no one's going to judge me for what I show up to class in because we're all going to be wearing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And also think about it. You can't even tell which ones are the rich kids, which ones are the poor kids anymore because we're all wearing the same thing. And we're all probably going to wear it every single day, like repetitively. And they kind of like it. Some of the kids even go shopping to buy new shirts, new white shirts. And uh, one of the girls, she actually spots Bomber buying two new white shirts. The bully. Oh, he buying, wants to yeah. help someone. Wow. Yeah. What? See, people so, can change. Yeah. So it seems like so far, I mean, everything is going really well. The kids are adapting. They're changing, and it seems for the better, right? You might even think. Well, what's so wrong about this in a classroom setting? Sure, in a big government setting, you don't want to give people that much power. But in a classroom setting, it seems helpful. But like, if you were in that class, do you think that you'd be like, "Oh, this is cool. I'll show up in a white shirt." I mean, you kind of have to though. Yeah. Because you're in class. Yeah. It's for a grade. Yeah. Unless... But what if he says you won't get in trouble if you don't? Then I wouldn't. Really? You wouldn't? I wouldn't. Really? Yeah. But what if everyone's excited? Like after class, everyone's like, "Oh, I, I can't wait to show up in a white shirt." Nah. Really? So you you think you would be the? What if you're the only one? That's fine. But then everyone no, but is. Back then. Yeah. I would care what people thought. Like high school, you have to think you're in high oh, school. Oh, high school, yeah, I probably follow that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think now I would. Now still I just probably don't follow care. it. Because I guess for me, it's like, what do I have to lose? Right. Like, I'll just show up. It doesn't mean anything to me to mm-hmm. show up in a white shirt, right? Just go to class oh and do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? What's wrong? Hmm. Such a prime victim for a cult, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who will it hurt? Oh. Let me just show up. <laughs> oh. Okay, but think about it. Even if I said, okay, the Christmas party, you have to wear jeans and a white shirt. Everybody's going to be wearing jeans and a white shirt. Then you... you- you, you got to show up, right? You got to. No jeans and a white shirt. It's like going to a club, like yeah, or like an event. Yeah, with dress code. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. So they all get excited. They all start, you know, prepping their outfit for tomorrow. But Caro just keeps talking to her parents, and she's like, "This shit is weird. I tell you, Professor W is on some bullshit, and he needs to calm down. I don't even know how the faculty, the staff, how the principal is allowing this. I'm not showing up in a white shirt. What so the rebel. next morning, yeah, she always bikes to school with her boyfriend Marcos, and. Uh, She's wearing a red shirt, a red shirt and jeans. And he, you know, this is his girlfriend, so he's trying to humor her. Like, why aren't you wearing a white shirt? And she just says, I don't look good in the color white. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, it's not that serious. It's literally just a shirt, right? And she says, I didn't say it was serious. I just don't really care to wear white. So they show up to class, and there's only two people not wearing white shirts. Cairo and another girl by the name of uh, Mona. Now, Mona had hated this whole experiment from the get-go. She's the one that really cared about individuality. She just didn't like this whole thing. She thought it was bizarre, too. So they're showing up in regular planes clothes. Now, when Professor W walks in, he never addresses it. He doesn't say, where's your white shirt? He doesn't even say, you're not wearing a white shirt. You can't be in here. He just says, hello, class. And uh, they get the day started. He he asks a pertinent question today. We're going to be focusing on giving ourselves a name. So every, you know, 
Every, I guess, dictatorship has a name for everybody, right? What yeah. should we call ourselves? What kind of movement are we? Are we the new truth? <laughs> Do you guys, did you guys watch that? Are we the new truth? Is that what we are? So one by one, the students start standing up and giving different suggestions. Some say the game changers, uh, the discipline, the disciples. I don't know. So think of some culty names. The monkeys. He's thinking about apes, sorry. Apes, apes, the apes. The apes, the hodlers, <laughs> the beat connects. I'm in him. So anyways, they start going one by one. And the one thing that you do notice is that after every single person suggests one, and even if it's not good, Professor W praises them and says, that's a good one. I like where you're going with this. Okay, let's think more. I really like that one. That's unique. I haven't thought of that one. But when Mona... And when Caro stand and they give a name, he just, and moves on. So they notice, sure, he didn't call them out, he didn't kick them out, but they are being treated differently. So at the end, when it goes to voting time, nobody except for Mona and Caro decide on their names. So they all go with the wave. They will be called the wave. This holiday season, I'm incredibly busy. I'm incredibly busy watching movies, wrapping random objects inside this house, and also maybe not joining cults. I don't know, I got a lot on my schedule. One thing that I do not have time for is triple checking, quadruple checking, any sort of email that I have to write because truly, even if it weren't the holiday season, it's just not my favorite thing to do. Does the tone sound correct? What about the grammar? Well, what's that word that's giving me difficulty? Or shall I say, Stress? Some trouble? With Grammarly Premium, they have actually all of those things and more to help all of your writing, whether it's your emails, your Google Docs, your essays, your text messages, even your tweets, to make sure it has good clarity, it's easy for the other reader to understand, it even has vocabulary suggestions, so you don't have to Google synonym for this word and that word, you can make your email sound a lot more polished, sound a lot more effective, and honestly communicate a lot better without spending as much time. Like let's say you're starting an email and you have a very specific tone that you want to get with. You can actually set it before you even start writing your email and at the end, Grammarly will tell you exactly, hey, this sounds informal, this sounds professional. It will tell you all of the little tidbits of information that you need. And if you're like me and you're working on confidence, Grammarly will turn, I think we should go with this one to let's go with this one because that makes you stand out at work. So let's go with Grammarly Premium this year, guys. Get 20% off your Grammarly Premium at grammarly.com slash bam. Take the stress out of getting words right with Grammarly. That's 20% off Grammarly Premium at g-r-a-m-m-a-r-l-y dot com slash bam. They're so excited and the Professor W is walking down the little aisles of desks and he sees one of the students doodling. And the student kind of tries to cover it, uh-huh. and Professor W sees it, and he says, what is that? Sorry, I won't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Like, I, it just helps me focus. I shouldn't have been doing this in your class. And he says, no, no, no. I like it. If you want to design a logo for the wave, that'd be amazing. You're talented. So instead of getting mad at this kid, he's, he's suddenly feeling like, whoa, he's not yelling at me? Like... This guy wants me to design the logo for our class. He gets so stoked. Other kids start standing up and volunteering. I can make us a Facebook page for the wave. That's perfect. I can make us a website. 
Oh, that's good. I like that. I like where you guys are going. Oh, I can I, I can print out posters. We can hang them up at the school bulletin boards. Well, what about stickers and, you know, these pins? We can pin them on the lockers like magnets. So they're offering to do something. So it seems almost like a club. It almost seems like they're advertising some sort of club, an extracurricular, even after school. Remember Tim, the guy that was giving free drugs to all the bullies? Well, he ends up uh, getting on his bike and he's trying to go home and the bullies come up to him and they're like, hey, we're the drugs, we need more drugs. And he says, I don't have any drugs anymore. Come on, Tim, I thought we were buddies. And they're getting all up in his face like, I'm telling you, I can pay for it. We're good for it. Just give us the fucking drugs. I know you have the drugs. And remember Bomber, the other bully. There's two, you know, two of Kevin's friends. They're in white shirts, and they look over, and they see Tim in a white shirt getting bullied by these non-white shirt kids. So they're like, what's going on over there? I don't know. Should we do something? So they rush over there, and they're like, hey, what's the deal? Get off Tim. Uh And they push those kids aside. And because these are the bullies of the school, even these little druggy kids, they're terrified. So they back off, and Tim is shocked because... Prior to this class, he was being bullied by these bullies. And now they're standing up for him, they're protecting him, all because he's wearing a white shirt. Wow. That's kind of cool to see that. There's like a connection. It's like that class pride. Remember in high school, you have like right, that class right, right. pride. Like it doesn't matter anytime, but the minute that. It's like, um. Jeez, Olympics. I keep thinking of some crap. Like high school. Yeah, Olympics. it's like Olympics. Right. It's just you know? Life. It's yeah, just... it's life. <laughs> right, right, life. Just right. Life. It's like the Olympics, you know. Do I really sit here every single day being like, fuck yeah, I'm American? I don't know, maybe not. But then when I see the Olympics, I'm like, America! <laughs> you know, like something crazy happens inside of me where suddenly I want to paint myself the national flag and like just follow every single Olympian on Instagram and stalk them and just USA all day, every day. I want to buy USA merch, you know, <laughs> just for the Olympics. Like you just go a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. I always see TikToks that's like, I hate being American, but the minute. That anyone from the UK bashes America. It's over. I become a patriot. I put on my America hat. And I gotta go at them, okay? I gotta, uh, uh. So that's kind of what's happening with these kids. And even the bullies give Tim their phone number and says, Hey, if those guys ever bother you again, just call us. So every, and Tim is like, whoa. This is so cool. The bullies then go off to the skate park where they meet up with Kevin. And now Kevin feels a little bit jealous. Kevin's like, what the heck, you guys? You guys are just talking about the wave all the time. I want to join the wave. They're like, come on, dude, just do it. Like, you don't even, you just have to show up. He'll definitely take you back in class. Professor W is cool. Like, he's not one of those teachers. Just come back. And he's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. They're like, it'll be fun. Besides, the other students are going to love you. Like, we're all just part of the wave. They even start telling other skateboarders. So they're at a skateboard park. Mm -hmm. And they tell their skateboarders, hey, you can't skate on this ramp unless you're part of the wave. Do you want to join the wave? And a lot of them say, yeah. Sure, I don't care. What's the wave? Yeah, let me join the wave. And then the next day, they show up and they decide on a hand signal. Well, one of the students recommends it to Professor W. This wasn't really his idea, but they, th- they kept referencing um, American gangs, like uh, gang signs, you know, when you throw up gang signs. So, uh, so they said, it'll be like a gang. We can have our own sign, but it's the wave. And it just goes down like this. And again, I'm so terrified of doing this because I'm like, is this some sort of gang sign or some sort of... 
It's a wave, okay? Like a humpback whale, like a wave, okay? But it's gotta go down. So they keep teaching it to everyone and the rest of the students, they say, okay, now when we say hi, we just go hello. <laughs> this is Hello. the secret. Should, oh. should we start doing this? <laughs> we start now, we're not starting down. a call here. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm He's kidding. like, should we start doing this? What should we call ourselves? <laughs> no, no, like when we say, Yeah, what's our uniform? When this? I first come into the house. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's also not very different from like fraternities and sororities right. who have their own like secret handshakes. Yeah. This is very similar. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so they start with the wave, and now anyone who comes into the classroom, they have to do the, the wave. wave. We gotta do the wave. The body wave. So that night, they even go out. They all get into their cars, and they decide to meet up at local bridges in town, and they start spray painting the wave symbol all over wow. the town's walls. Buildings everywhere. Kevin shows up and the rest of the kids are upset. They're like, what are you doing here? You're not part of the wave. You quit the wave, remember? And he says, guys, I'm just, that was a joke. I don't mean to quit the wave, I, I'm here. And uh, the bullies that were his friends, Bomber and them, and he says, well, he's gonna donate 6,000 stickers for the wave. So they accept him. All of them get into their cars. They run into the main part of town. They start spray painting every single business wall with the wave symbol. They stick stickers all over like the, you know, the crosswalk signs or the buttons everywhere. They start sticking these logos for the wave every freaking where. Even at restaurant windows while there's patrons dining inside. What? They're just spray painting the wave. Tim even decides to get ballsy and he climbs up on this giant construction building and spray paints a giant wave symbol in red. I mean, this is vandalism. This is highly illegal. The police are trying to chase after them, but they're only ignited further by the fact that an anarchist spray painted over one of their signs with the anarchy sign. So the next day they show up to school and none of the faculty know this. Nobody knows that this is the wave symbol or nobody knows that Rainer is like conducting a cult inside of his classroom. But uh, the rest of the faculty, they seem a little bit upset. They just don't understand. They know that some of their students are being kind of coerced into joining something called the wave. And when they asked one of the students in a white shirt what the hell the wave was, they said, oh, it's a, it's a Professor W thing. What the hell is a wave? They're just confused. Even Professor W's wife is telling him, you know, the faculty, they're, they're kind of whispering about you. They're kind of talking about you. And he's just like, when are they not? Why do I even care what they think? So he moves on and the principal asks to see him in his office. So he's thinking, ah, she's gonna rip me apart. She's gonna tell me I gotta stop this. So immediately he's trying to overcompensate. Listen, at the end of the day, it's just for education purposes. Like the kids are gonna learn something out of this. I promise you, like it's not, it's not as weird as it sounds. Let me explain. And she says, whoa, calm down. Nobody's mad at you. If anything, we're kind of happy. We got a call from Bomber's parents and they said, they don't know what you did, but you did something because the kids are learning. The kids are changing. So whatever it is, keep it up. I mean, if the principal is digging, it seems like something good is happening, right? Right, until you realize that some of the students are becoming unhinged. Tim, for example, went home, grabbed every single thing in his closet that were not blue jeans and a white shirt, put them into a barrel in his backyard and lit it on fire. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. He even proceeded to go find where his dad keeps his guns, posted pictures of those guns onto the Wave, like the logo. Like he started putting guns onto the Wave website's logo, where there's a lot of commentators, where there's a lot of like updates on the Wave, and he starts carrying a gun in and out of class. And he believes that he's doing it to protect Professor W, but also to protect the Wave students against the anarchy. He thinks that the anarchy are probably plotting to do something to them. Meanwhile, there's two students who think that this whole shenanigans is insane. That is Mona and Caro. So they start kind of browsing through the website and it's essentially like a forum, like imagine a Reddit thread and Mm -hmm. all these people are commenting and one of them said, I was hassled by the wave. They threatened that I would lose all of my friends and I'd be a loser if I didn't join them and wear a white shirt tomorrow. What's wrong with these people? I knew a kid who was pushed into a locker because he didn't join the wave. So she's like, oh my God, we gotta do something. We gotta post all of these. We gotta print them, post them into flyers, hand them out to every single student that's not part of the wave so that the wave can die. So if every student outside of the class hates the wave and thinks they're losers, then maybe the wave will feel embarrassed to be part of the wave. So that's kind of her ideology behind all of this, like her idea of what to do next. Marcos comes in, sees that she's reading these reviews and he just kind of is upset with her. He thinks that she's just doing too much, like she just can't handle not the attention being on her. She can't handle the fact that they didn't go with the name that she chose and suddenly being such a rebel isn't cool anymore. Is she part of Wave? She's in the class, remember? the? But she wore a red shirt. Is she still part of it? She's in class, but she's not wearing a white shirt. Oh, still? Yeah. So he's just saying, like, it's really immature of you to not even, it's just an experiment. I don't know what your deal is. It's literally for school. I don't know if you're upset that people aren't taking your side or if you feel like being the odd one out makes you different, but it's not that serious. He's part of the way. Yeah, and he's upset. Mm -hmm. And she says, why are you even doing this? And he's like, why don't you just wear a white shirt? It's literally not a big deal. It's just a shirt. What do you? What does the wave even mean to you? And this is where it gets at. Marco said, "Well, I mean, I'm not like you. Like it means family, I guess, because it's finally a group of people that I feel like I can hang out with, that I can trust. If you have your parents and you have a big family, and I, I don't have any of that. Mm. So it feels like I kind of belong somewhere. So Dang. I guess that's why I like it, and I don't think it's that serious. It's just a week. Like let me just have fun for a week." She's like, well, look at this review. Look at this kid. He said that he was hassled for not joining the wave. Read this. And he reads it. And he's like, well, it was anonymously posted. So? So it means it could be fake. So the rest of the wave kids, they decide that they're going to have a party near the lake that night. And only the people who are in the wave are allowed to come, right? So they show up. Some of them are in white shirts. Some of them are not. And Marcos is honestly so upset by all of this. He's even... <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I just keep thinking. They see each other. They just do the body weight. <laughs> <laughs> they just... They see each other. Like this. Okay, that's your entry into the party. You know, you weren't allowed in unless you were part of the wave. Now, Marcos is there. He's upset that his girlfriend didn't show up and he actually makes out with another girl from the wave so he's becoming more and more distant with his girlfriend because she's not joining the wave and becoming more attached to girls that are part of the wave he just feels like they get him better that they understand him more and all of the other kids are drinking they're sharing beers it's honestly a pretty uh i guess cute moment if you consider high school drinking and partying on top of cars very cute and bonfires i don't know 
just seems horror movie to me. But they loved it. They even decide that all of the students, all of the wave people, are gonna show up to the water polo game tomorrow in their white shirts. So water polo at this school is not that popular. There's not a lot of students that show up to the games. There's not a lot of people in the bleachers, but they think that if the wave shows up, the other school is gonna be so intimidated. The other school is gonna be so scared that they're gonna lose. So that's the plan. I mean, truly, they're being united. Meanwhile, at school, Caro, in the middle of the night, has snuck in and she is printing out her, her anti-wave posters and she is put, slipping them under every class door so that when they walk in, they're gonna see a stack of anti-wave posters with some of the reviews of people saying, I've been harassed by that, right? Mm -hmm. But the next morning, when she gets to class, nobody's talking about it and she's so confused. Turns out all of the wave students got to school early, realized what was going on, they spent time an effort to get every single flyer back and they destroyed it all. That's insane. And they're what? upset with Marcos. Why is your girlfriend doing this? And he says, well, we don't even know it's her. Yes, we do, Marcos. And he says that he'll talk to her after the water polo game. He plays water polo. So water polo comes around and honestly, the students are killing it. Like the school is killing it because of the wave. They're doing a uh, chance. They're doing like, I guess, claps in unison. They're being so supportive, screaming and shouting at every score, right? Which did you know water polo is one of the most exhausting games to play? So it just becomes like this thing. Everybody's having a good time, but Caro and Mona, they try to get in, but they're not allowed in because they're not part of the wave. They're not part of the wave. Just gotta do this, man. Come on. Okay, they're not part of it, and they refuse to do the body wave. Weirdos. <laughs> so they decide that they're gonna sneak in through the back doors of the gym and hand out their anti-wave posters like that, and they succeed. It causes such a commotion. It actually causes fights in the bleachers to happen, and uh, the whole game has to be called off. So when um, Mr. W, Professor W goes home, he's really upset by all of this, but his wife is even more upset. There were a couple of instances where she was just really mad at him. I mean, the previously, Tim had showed up just out of nowhere saying, oh, Professor W, like I'd love to spend the night here. And he's like, what are you talking about? No, you need to go home with your family. And he's like, my family doesn't even like me. They hate me. So he invites him for dinner. His wife thinks that's weird. He's, she's like, this feels like a violation of some sort of student laws. I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they eat dinner, Tim gets kicked out, but what the couple don't know is that Tim actually slept on their balcony. He said that he wanted to be what? Professor W's bodyguard. He wanted to make sure that they're safe because the anarchists are after them. So the wife is just unsettled by all of this. And now with the water polo game, and this is like the talk of the town of how he got canceled because of the wave, she keeps telling him, you gotta stop this. Like, I get it, but it's just a one week experience Experiment. What's the harm in stopping it early when it's already caused so much damage? And he starts yelling back at her. You're just jealous. You're just upset and jealous because you're not a respected teacher like I am. The students don't respect you. They don't oh care about what gosh. you have to say. They don't care if you tell them to sit down or stand up. And unlike you, I don't have to take pills every day just so that I'm not terrified to go to my own job. So it seems like she probably has anxiety and she takes anti-anxiety pills oh. and he's literally using it against her, oh her own mental gosh. health. So of course she leaves us out. She tells him, this has changed you. I don't even understand how and why it's a school experiment and you've just turned into this monster and she leaves. 
Meanwhile, Marcos and Caro are having a fight of their own. Marcos is upset that she ruined the water polo game, and he keeps accusing her. You're literally just upset that you're not the center of attention, and you're not the coolest person in the room anymore because nobody cares. Nobody cares about who's cool and who's not. We're all just trying to be equal here. But you can't live with that. You have to be different. You have to be special. You have to be above everyone. Well, I'm so sick of it. And she's like, you don't see. You're being manipulated. This is disgusting. This is gross. This is literally a dictatorship, and you guys are changing. And she's holding the anti-wave posters in her hand. He tries to wrestle it out of her, and a tussle happens, and she ends up getting punched in the face, and her lip starts bleeding. And this is the moment where Marcos realizes, okay, this is weird. So he tries to apologize and tries to comfort his girlfriend, but she is terrified of him, traumatized, and is screaming, get away from me. So it starts raining, because of course it does, and he dramatically rides his bike all the way in the soaking wet rain to go to Professor W's house, and he begs and he pleads, you have to end this experiment. I just punched my girlfriend in the face. I don't know, we just were arguing, and I just felt like she didn't understand me, she wasn't part of the wave, and I, I punched her. So he says, okay, we'll talk tomorrow. He goes home, Saturday morning. Uh, Professor W texts all of the WAVE students, emergency meeting in the auditorium. So all of them show up with their blue jeans and their white shirt, and he gets up on stage. And he says, well, I read your essays about how you felt about the last week, and everybody loves it. I mean, this one wrote from Bomber, I used to bully people, and now even thinking back, I'm so ashamed that I used to do that. It feels like a million worlds away. I'm so happy now. Tim wrote, I love the sense of community. I never felt like I belonged anywhere, even at home, but now I feel like I have a purpose in life. Other students said, it's so nice to get help from all these different people. If I need help with even my math homework, something unrelated, it's like a community that I can go to and someone will be there to help me. Guys, it's so positive. Why stop this now? We can keep going. Oh my gosh. That's not good. Don't you think? The wave is benefiting us all. Don't you think it would benefit other students? Don't you think it would benefit other schools, other people that are your age? If it benefited you this much, why wouldn't it benefit them? Who says we have to stop now? You know, Marco stands up and he's like, what the hell are you saying? You said you'd end it now. Come on, you have to end it. Why, Marcos? I'm just telling the truth. These are... You guys' words, not mine. He's like screaming, do you guys not see this? He's manipulating all of us. This is bad. We're turning into bad people and all we care about is the wave. The professor gets mad and he screams, get him, bring him up here. So the boys, they stand up, they grab Marcos and they drag him onto the stage. Traitors need to be punished. How should we punish him? Bomber, what do you think? This is the former bully. You think we should beat him up? Bomber says, I guess if you want me to. So if I want you to, you'll do it. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. What about you? Would you guys do it? What if I told you guys to all stand up and kill Marcos? Would you do it? Because I told you to? Do you not see what's happening here? We have to put an end to the wave. Oh. oh. So this was all a show. To show the students it's why gone. they needed to end the wave. Oh, it's gone, gone, going too far. Going too far. I was about to say. Like, but one of the students, Dennis, stands up and he says, wait, but, I mean, I get it, we've made mistakes, but 
I think that we can still continue it if we just don't get so extreme. Like, yeah, we can have a sense of community. Maybe we can still wear our uniforms, but we don't have to. We don't have to punch people. We don't have to do anything crazy. Like, I think there's a learning curve to everything. Everybody, you know, doesn't really know what they're doing in the beginning. No, that's the problem, Dennis. There is no such thing as a fixable autocracy. There's no such thing as an autocracy without problems, without too much power. That's the whole point. So go home, and I'll see you guys on what Monday. And call me Rainer from now on. And before the kids can file out of class, Tim storms onto stage, pulls out a gun, and screams, "Nobody leave! Lock the doors!" What? You lied to us, Professor W. You said this was the wave. You said that this was the future. We could all change. We can all do better. We need the wave. We all need the wave. Bomber tries to stop him, and he gets shot. All the kids get terrified, so they're all—they don't know what to do. And he points the gun at Professor W. And he's about to shoot, but Professor W. says, "You can't shoot me because I'm the leader of the wave. And if you want the wave to come back." And if you need the wave, you need me, the leader. So honestly, Professor W is just fighting for his life right now.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, Tim slowly lowers the gun, and people start to kind of, you know, like okay, maybe he's gonna put the gun down. We're gonna get Bomber some help. He's been shot in the shoulder, so hopefully he's not gonna die. But okay, everybody, calm down. But in front of the whole class, no. Tim puts the gun in his mouth. And takes his own life. What? Because he'd rather die than live without the wave. What? Wow. The community that he had, because it's about to be gone. And Rainer holds him in his arms and is sobbing until the police come, and they arrest him and escort him out. When he's outside of the school, being put into the police car, all the faculty are there. They're shaking their heads at him. Even the students that were part of the wave, they're looking at him like, "How could you?" And his wife is disgusted by him. He gets placed in the car, and he just looks into the camera, and that is the end of the wave. Wow! It's a pretty good movie, in the sense of like it makes sense because I think when you first look at it,、uh, the first layer you just feel like, oh yeah, this seems like some cult stuff, right?、Mm-hmm. But then you start to realize, like when you really think about it, if I were in high school, like if I'm not 26 year old me, I'm high school me. I could definitely see how it just becomes, oh yeah, I'd rather do this in textbook work. So let's just play along, guys. And I'm sure in the beginning, the students are like, guys, we have to play along. Otherwise, do you want to sit here and read out of a textbook? No. And then it turns into like, eh, who does it hurt? It doesn't hurt me to do it. Let's just for. And giggles, and then it slowly just turns into like a. And then maybe you find some sort of connection through it. Maybe you find some sort of solace in this group and this community, and suddenly you're in a cult. You're just in a freaking cult, and the influence the cult has on you is too much. Yeah, we should start one. That, that's her. A, tor- <laughs> a tornado. We're, it's all a sex. We're the tornado. <laughs> Obviously, we can't be a dangerous cult. Who's gonna take us seriously? I hope you guys enjoyed today's video. Make sure to check out Grammarly and Framebridge linked in the description, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye.